A reading from John 6, 30-34. So they asked him, What sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Is is Jesus saying here that he is the bread? He's about to. He's kind of theologizing right now, but we're going to see, I think, tomorrow or the next day. I think tomorrow when he starts actually really getting very explicit saying he is the bread. One of the things I love about the Gospel of John is uh, it's such powerful. I I say it's the language of the Holy Spirit. It's contained. The Holy Spirit is the presence of the Holy Spirit in this gospel is contained in the words that John, you know, chooses to do to, to present the story of Jesus. It's very different than the other three gospels. Um, and it, I've said this before, but it was my English lit background uh, that actually opened my eyes and my heart to what I was reading was, I would say the way I would say I responded to it was, this is important. There's something here Mm -hmm. that I never guessed existed within the the covers of the Bible itself. Uh, Things turned me off a little bit, the King James Version, I guess. But now I was reading in the Revised Standard Version of the Bible, and it was more... um, I could absorb it better and I could hear it better. But when I, um, I read these, these lines and I just, I, I started focusing on, well, where does this language come from? And I only ultimately concluded only can come from the Holy spirit and it's gets communicated to us. And then we pass it on to others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You remember yesterday, I, w- I was observing that I think that this group of people have a one-track mind. <laughs> they just want more bread, understandably. I'm pretty sure they're still on that same track here. They're like, what sign will you give that we may believe? You remember yeah. yesterday he says, the work is to believe. And they're like, okay, what sign? You know, uh, maybe manna from heaven? You know, like they're like, uh, we'll believe if you give us more bread, you know? And then... Um, he starts theologizing, giving them this, this uh, true bread from heaven. And then they say, sir, always give us this bread. I, I'm pretty sure they're still only thinking in material bread terms. And he's going to get more serious over the next couple of days or next couple of verses. Um, and so what's the takeaway? What's a practical takeaway for me? Sometimes I have to kind of analyze my own prayers and say, Am I re- do I have a one-track mind when I'm praying to God? Do I really just want? the material provision? Do I really just want the loaf of bread? And he's actually trying to offer me something way better, way more eternal, way more maybe spiritual or even important for my life. But I'm really just like, okay, Jesus, that sounds nice, but 
I need a hundred dollars. I need my kid to get into that college. I need the loaf of bread. I need the job promotion. You know, am I only thinking in material terms when he's trying to give me something better? I, I, I think about this dialogue with this group of people in Jesus often, and I try to apply it. I try to say, Lord, give me that, give me eyes to see what you're trying to offer me. And if it's not what I'm and I'm urgently thinking I need, then let me put that aside and trust you with what you're actually trying to offer. You know, Nathan, you've been uh, in the Bible for much of your life. Yeah. Whereas for me, it came much later. So for mm-hmm. me, it didn't come as part of uh, who I am. Maybe it did. I don't know. But uh, it came as kind of a, revel- a true revelation once I broke through my uh, my doubt, my own unbelief. Um, mm-hmm. Unbelief is very interesting because unbelief is not to live without belief. It is to um, to favor alternative beliefs that actually then separates you from believing in God's one and only son. And anyway, I I thought uh, I was trying to talk about the language of John. I just want to finish with this uh, because I I wrote it down. Mm -hmm. I was told not to read what I have written down, but you did it. So I'm going to do it here. Um, Mm -hmm. This figurative use of language is the way that Jesus Jesus indicates the presence of the Holy Spirit of God in all things. The language of man taken alone is insufficient to communicate the majesty and mystery of God. And this is from Romans. Oh, the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. John not only tells us what happens, he shows us through Jesus' use of language how the living spirit of God is animating reality behind life itself. Um, it's, it's just, it, it just floors me how powerful mm-hmm. this language is and how mm-hmm. it took a, an unbelieving skeptic like myself and transformed them into a believer. Mm-hmm. 